Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You're listening to Love's a Pitch, featuring yet another babe from the queer community who is going to tell you why they're a catch and then let me grill them about all things love and dating, and hopefully I don't trigger any past trauma. I'm your host, Carolyn Bergier. I hope you've all been enjoying the podcast so far because I'm having a lot of fun with these conversations. Please tell your friends about it. Post about it on Lex. Go to at loves a pitch on Instagram and flirt in the comments. Join the Patreon so we can all overthink our love lives together. And please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts to combat any one-star reviews from homophobes and haters. Before we get to our guest today, a related thing this past Sunday, I went to Sinful Sundays at the historic Stonewall Inn in the West Village in New York. And Sinful Sundays is a show, an event, it's every other week, and it's put on by Honey Burlesque. And that's relevant because our guest today is a Honey Burlesque dancer. I had so much Fun. I mean, I've been to these before and they always are a great time. I always describe it to people as like chill queer strip club vibes. It's on Sunday, it starts at four, everybody's hanging out, and then the dancers come out, and everybody is just having such a good time and nobody's being a creep, hopefully. Usually it's a great crowd for that. So I recommend if you're in New York, check it out, follow Honey Burlesque and go support their events. They hire all queer dancers. It's so much fun. All right. With that being said, I'm so excited for this interview. I can't wait for you to meet this guest. So let's just get right into it. I am here with the fabulous Ruby Quinn. Ruby, how are you? I'm so good. I'm so good. I'm so excited to be on this podcast with you. This is exciting. Yes. You know, I always thought we would dike out together, but this is like just as good, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I get I get time with you, so I'm happy. Yeah. Some of our listeners who were also listeners of Diking Out, you might remember me mentioning Ruby as part of uh, Honey Burlesque, which is a queer burlesque group in New York City. And they do stuff in L.A. too and perform at a lot of events in queer spaces and queer parties and all that sort of stuff. So that's how we met was, I think... 
I think on Halloween you were well, you were dancing at a hot rabbit event, and then the next day I went to Stonewall, and then that's where where we actually met. And I was like, "Who is this person? I must know." That was a great day. I remember because it was so busy there too, and it was my, I think. Was that my first time performing at Stonewall? I think it was like one of the first times I'd ever performed there too. So it was like super exciting. I just remember seeing you with your pink hair and being like, oh my God, Carolyn's out there. Like, yeah, not two years ago. No, like a year and some change. Yeah, yeah. It feels like a lot longer. But anyway, let's just get into it. First, before you get into your pitch, how do you identify I am a queer, she, they, Brooklyn baby. I am polyamorous. I am also pansexual. No gender is safe from me. Yeah, that's who I am. (laughs) When you say Brooklyn baby, is that the same as like Taylor Swift saying she feels like people are sexy babies? Are Brooklyn babies and sexy babies same things or different things? Well, we hate T-Swifty. I'm sorry. Okay. I, 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 I cannot. I've never been able Coming out of the gates being super controversial here. Listen, uh, yeah, I know that. And, like, listen, I feel like I feel like a lot of the girlies are like, no, she's gay. Like, we're wait, we're waiting for her to come out. And I just don't <laughs> trust her. I just have never trusted her. I'm like, snake. Sorry. Fair. All right. Well, Swifty's listening before before you stop this episode. <laughs> let's at least let Ruby pitch herself. Right. Go for it. What? Why are you a catch? Okay. I am a catch. I know I'm a, a lot to catch, though. Um, <laughs> like, you know, you like you reel in the fish and you're like, this is going to be great. And then you get the fish on the boat and you're like, what did I just do? But I'm a good catch because, listen, I believe in adventures. I'm like such a hopeless romantic at heart. But it takes me a long time to like let someone in because I'm just like, because people are people. I don't trust them. I feel like I'm pretty open-minded and I really try like, you know, being poly, like you have to be communicative and you have to be open with, you know, all of your partners. It's just not going to work and it's going to harbor dishonesty. So I think I'm I'm pretty honest and I'm upfront with what I want. I'm a burlesque dancer. I don't know. Like that's sexy to watch your partner, you know, do some I feel like I'm not selling myself. I feel people are like <laughs> in their head. They're like, oh, <laughs> Yeah, and I really like the outdoors. I'm a country, I'm a country babe, you know? I wanna I wanna serenade you under the stars. I wanna do stupid cheesy stuff together. I don't know. Hopeless romantic. So as a burlesque dancer, do you feel like that's a place where you end up meeting a lot of people that you end up dating? Or is that a place you want to avoid meeting people that you end up dating i feel like when i started i was like yes i'm so excited to meet people here like this is the best way to meet people and my sexy element but then i realized i was like oh no like that's not a good idea because yeah (laughs) people are attracted to like your persona who like you know is part of you but isn't you all the time right i realized just very quickly i was like oh no this is not So I don't really like, like, if someone tries to ask me out while I'm dancing, I'm just like, oh boy, I, (laughs) I I can't, I can't do it. I'm sorry. I just can't. So I do prefer, I don't do the apps anymore. Like I really try to meet people in person just because like, I don't trust apps. Like I want to make sure 
I meet you in a, like a place that like I know that we already are both attracted to because we have similar similar wants interests. So I mean, some like if I meet someone after the show, you know, and I'm staying around, we're talking. That's great, you know. But yeah, definitely not trying to like have someone whisper in my ear like while I'm dancing, like I want to take you out to dinner. I'm like, don't do that. Yeah, just give me money now. <laughs> slide their number into your <laughs> yeah, yeah, or like the slide in. Oh my gosh, I literally one of someone the oh god, they slid into my DMs. And they're like, I'm usually not attracted to performers, but I really just am so into you. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, that's supposed to make me feel good? And I see them at events all the time now. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. When I was seeing this this one girl, she was like in her friend group. And I was just like, I'm never going to tell anyone what <laughs> you said to me. But I know. I know what you said to me. Anyways. <laughs> That just reminds me of sometimes people are like, normally I don't like female comedians, but you are really funny. I'm like, oh, my God. You're like, wow, that's literally you just outed yourself as a sexist. Yeah. (laughs) As a misogynist. But I feel like that performer thing, it's like, oh, your type, usually not for me. (laughs) Like, okay, um, (laughs) great. Yeah. You don't like talent. (laughs) I do get it because like. It is challenging, I feel like, to date someone who takes their clothes off for a living, you know? Yeah. It could be challenging because some people get really jealous. And it's like, it's my work. It's not me. And I just, the jealousy, like, the number one thing I just cannot stand is jealousy. Like, I just, I can't do it. I can't do it. And Yeah, that could never work. Do you feel like you encounter a lot of people who say they're not jealous or they try to like convince themselves that they're not jealous but then like have constantly jealous behavior (laughs) yes or like even they're like oh it's totally fine but then they see like they see like you dance on someone and then they're like what 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 about that or like you know sometimes sometimes you know if you're i work at like a sex club and like this one it's my friend so like i kissed her in the performance like i also do a bunch of performances where like at the box, I'm in a, f- a number with all my friends and we're like making out on stage. And someone who I was seeing was like, well, I saw in this video you were making out with them. I was like, well, yeah, this, I don't know. It's my job. Like, yeah. friend, I don't know. You don't, you don't kiss your friends. Maybe don't, but <laughs> I think, I think friends should kiss each other more. I can get behind that. <laughs> yeah. A friendly kiss. Everyone loves that. As long as it's all consensual and not weird. Um, I mean, it's kind of like a double-edged jealousy thing for you between being, as you said, somebody who takes their clothes off uh, for work and then being polyamorous. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But then in polyamorous, that's another thing that it's like, like jealousy is a natural human feeling that people feel and they're not necessarily like in control of and if you feel jealous it doesn't mean you're monster but it's like what do you do with that feeling is what's important yeah and i think i've heard from some people in polyamorous relationships who are like oh like like i should still be able to be jealous as long as i'm not like acting on it and being like you can't do this you can't see this person and having those request be out of jealousy you know um on the flip side though if somebody gets 
jealous by watching you do your job that right away just oh, seems God. like yeah i'm like a problem that person's constantly going to be triggered Lit- literally all the time and it's like i you know i want to bring you to my work like i want you to i want you to have fun with me because i'm having so much fun and like yeah and like if you can't see that it's fun and that it's not that serious like then there's just there's literally no way there's no way that it could work at all possibly at all yeah yeah i don't know and i feel like sometimes like i'll get into like i really like someone and they're not they haven't been dating poly people for maybe ever or you know and i'll try to get into it and like it's kind of hard it's hard like i feel like i've tried to be more selective and being like well if you're not poly then like we shouldn't date Mm -hmm. just because like I know that's where I'm at right now. But also sometimes people just like are so delicious and you just like, (laughs) (laughs) but sometimes, you know, you just like someone is just like, you're so attracted to someone and you're like, okay, let's see if we can make our crazies work together. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I feel like in a very wishy-washy of like, what kind of poly am I looking for right now? Cause I don't know. Like I feel, yeah. Is that, is that confusing? Yes. I mean, it might be confusing to some people listening, but I'm also right here with you. <laughs> yeah, because like, I don't know, sometimes like you don't want to deny a connection you have with someone. And like, right. And I think relationships are about give and take. And it's like, OK, what what am I willing to sacrifice to see you? What are you willing to sacrifice to see me? Because like as much as I would like to be like, these are my terms, conditions. This is the contract that I need you to sign. I feel like it's not always realistic. Like I've never met someone who ticks all the boxes, like, you know, someone who maybe shares like all my ideals, like about dating poly wise is a like their personality is just monstrous. And I'm like, no, this is like, it's, Mm -hmm. it's just hard to find the balance. And I guess that's just like dating in general in life. You know, you're trying to find those people who make you the best version you can be. But I think that comes with compromises too. Yeah. And it, and I think too, when it comes to being poly, because, uh, you know, we were recently talking about this. I, I was like, I need to stop seeing people who have no experience with this because it doesn't end well. Like they might say they're open to it, but it is always ends up being a problem. But on the other hand, it's like everybody has to start somewhere. And if someone is legit open to it, they need somebody who's been there to kind of like guide them and and help them. And like that's not their fault that they haven't had that experience yet if they know and want. It's just hard to judge like who is that person who says, yes, this is what I want or somebody who just thinks it's what they want or they're saying it's what they want because they might want something from you personally. You yeah. Know? And you never know. It makes it tricky. Yeah. Until you try. So you mentioned it, it's hard to find somebody who, who checks all the boxes. What are the other boxes? So Polly, not a monster. <laughs> yeah. Polly, not jealous, not a monster. I feel like in my dating experience, I've mostly dated like artistic like folks like of different walks of life. One of my exes is like, and it's great. I love it for them. I'm so happy for them. But I see their face all over the subway because they're a lead in a Broadway musical right now. What? Yep. And I see their face all over. You dated Leah Michelle? <laughs> sure. <laughs> she's gonna she's gonna come after me. Maybe she will date me after this. Who knows? 
She might be listening. She might like the pitch. I know. She's like, oh, I got to text my ex, Ruby. <laughs> so, like, I feel like I've dated. I don't know. And I don't know if that's, like, me being attracted to someone's, like, talent. Mm-hmm. Probably. Like, I feel like that's, like, a huge proponent of why I'm initially attracted to someone. But, yeah, I feel so. I've definitely dated a lot of artistic people. It doesn't mean you have to be artistic, but I do feel like I, I fall for people who have some sort of artist spirit or creative spirit. Other things, I don't know. I feel like if I look at the people I've dated, like it's kind of a very wide array of people. You know, we have, we have everyone in there. Like, right. I always, sometimes I think about this. This is like a weird fantasy that I have. Like if I had all the people I've like kissed, dated, had sex with, in like one room, if they would be able to all figure it out. I mean, I'm sure they would, they eventually, but like there'd be a lot of random, totally different kinds of people in there. I think everyone would just be like, what is this? But I would feel very proud. You just described either the most fun or the most awkward flash mob. (laughs) I think it would be fun in the end. Yeah, I think it'd be fun in the end. I'm picturing you walking onto a subway car and like one by one you start looking around and realize it's I'm, like an organized flash mob of your ex. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yes. Honestly, <laughs> it would be really funny. And I feel like most of my exes that like are like people I've been with like I don't know. I feel like for a while I would like when I was younger like I I was a menace and like would start things and then I would just disappear into oblivion no i'm such i'm bad i was a bad per not bad i just was afraid of intimacy you know i mean we we, uh, were i think we're all allowed those years true oh man i thought i was gonna be such a good catch and now that we're talking about this (laughs) i'm like oh my gosh am i the villain and i the drama a little bit i was gonna say we're all allowed those years and i'm like but i don't think i had those years i'm always too nice to people really (laughs) I don't think so. I don't think I like ghosted or was like necessarily bad. I don't know. Email in exes if you're listening. Oh, no. (laughs) Don't do it. Don't do it. (laughs) Let me know. I mean, I know I'm not a saint, but I, I would say like during the relationship or like I don't think I've ever ended things in in a ghosty fashion. That's really fabulous for you. But maybe it's maybe it's like I'm of a different generation, Ruby. Ooh. Well, no, you're also just a good person, and I believe that. <laughs> good person, I am, but I'm a menace, and I'm a chaotic menace, and it's not even. Yeah, I blame it. I blame it on my Scorpio moon. I do, even though I'm a Cancer. I am a Cancer, and I got a Sag rising, so I'm just trouble. Sorry. <laughs> Are there signs that you stay away from? Um. No, I feel like I'm not like if people tell me they're a certain sign, I'm usually not like, oh, God, I, I can't I can't date you. Signs that do make me raise my eyebrows. I think Gemini always makes me raise my eyebrows a little bit. I have a bunch of Gemini in my chart, too. But, you know, I go, I go, OK, this could be this could be really great or this could be terrible. I don't I don't have any signs that scare me, though. Yeah, I can confidently say that. It's so funny you said that. Yesterday I was talking to someone and I asked what their sign was and they're like, hold on to your seat. And I'm like, are you a Gemini? And they're like, bingo. (laughs) 
<laughs> because listen, there's they're so good at communicating, but sometimes it's too much. Sometimes it's way too much. And you're like, whoa, this is just unfiltered thoughts. Um, and then sometimes they're like so into you. And then you turn around and you're like, where did you go? Yeah. What happened to you? <laughs> so I always have like a little bit of caution because my yeah. best friends is a Gemini. Love them to death. Same. Love them to goddamn death. But I, I, I'm like, no, you're a Gemini. I see it. <laughs> I see how they love people. And I'm like, no, I, that's, I get it. Have you ever lived with anybody that you've been with? Um, kind of. Let me. Okay, so I never like moved in, but I it was during college, and oh my god, I was it was it was a horrible man. It was a horrible man. It's during college, and he lived in Colorado. I was going to school in New York. I don't know even how this happened, but I was like, okay, I'll go work in Colorado for like. Two months, I was going to work in Colorado for all of May and then all of, or like part of, part of August. Yeah. Because I was doing a contract in New Hampshire for the other part of the summer. So yeah, we lived together for like a month and then two weeks. But like, that's not like living together with them. Yeah. But like it was like, that's, that's the most I've ever had. Like I lived with this person for like a month just because I was like, oh, I have to wait for my contract to start. And that was disgusting. I was the only, I was, God, this was just so chaotic. I was, yeah, I was the only girl in the house and there were just like three mountain men and they were just both, all of them just so dirty. And I was just like, ugh, it was just so gross. It was so gross. Yeah. I just lost all respect for this person. I just couldn't even stand it. The last two weeks I went back to like stay with him. I did not stay with him. I went camping. I was like, I can't. I'd rather live outside than live with you. This is insane. Yeah. We broke up, <laughs> which was great. That was the worst relationship I've ever been in. It sounds like it. I mean, the way you described him off the bat of being a horrible, horrible man. He was a horrible man. I won't drop names, but yeah, terrible. I don't know. They probably had a glow up. Probably not. Is that something that you want? Like, do you see yourself ever like getting married, kids, any of that stuff or? I despise kids. I also am like so terrified by the like literally the first time I ever felt a baby kick, like my cousin's baby kicked in her stomach. I screamed. I was like, that's terrifying. Never, never inside my temple. God, never. And no, no, I could never do it. But marriage, I feel like I've thought about that and I'm like, okay, tax reasons, that could be nice. Also, if I married someone who was really rich, you know, I would do that for sure. Like, <laughs> is that bad? I mean, I don't know. I've thought about the idea and I joke about it. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll just marry someone very wealthy who's close to the grave. And that'll be that'll be my my one marriage of my life. Um, but seriously, I feel like if someone I would like to have a primary a primary like that who like wants to marry me and be close to me i would just have to you know i want to i want us to stay freaky babe i want us to have the pineapple on the <laughs> the upside down pineapple on our table like i you know i still want to be me but yeah i think i think that's something that's more plausible to me than children that's an absolute fucking no yeah one of my the the broadway the broadway ex we like basically broke up because First of all, like, 
like, and I was in love with them. Like, absolutely. Like I, that was like the love of my life. And sometimes I'm like, oh no, did I, did I let them get away? But I also felt like I was having them date, date me in a way that they didn't want to date. Like, I don't think they wanted to be open, like in the way I wanted to be open. I also felt like they really loved kids. Like they really, that's like one of the biggest joys that they've wanted in their whole life. And they're like, you know, if I was with you, it doesn't matter. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to take someone's like joy like that away. Like if you want kids, like you should be able to have that. Right. And like, I know it's like when I start, you know, when I'm with people, like I, and I know like it's early, but like I try to lay down, I try to lay that down early. I'm like, I'm going to be the rich auntie who is a fun one, but I'm, I'm not having kids. Like I just, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't know that that breakup was hard because I was so in love with them, but I just knew I was like, I feel like I I'm having you date me and like, you're not happy. Like you're not dating, you know, the way you want to date. Like you want to date someone monogamously. You want to have kids and it just wasn't, it wasn't right. And I was like so heartbroken about it. And like, sometimes I, I still cry when I think about them, you know? Yeah. But I don't know. I think that's life. I think it would have been like worse if I had just dragged them along, you know? At least that's what I, I tell myself. Yeah. I think there's definitely a temptation to compromise our wants and needs when we really like a person and feel connected to a person. But ultimately, it won't work if you're compromising at that level. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah, that was like my longest relationship too and like we were dating over the pandemic. So, I think a lot of things for people who were dating dating people during that time, you know, you were letting a lot of things that were important to you um slide. Right. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine. Erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. So that was your longest relationship. How long were you together for? Well, so in classic, in classic uh, Ruby fashion, I kept them at a distance for like four months. I was like, we're not dating. (laughs) I was like, we're not dating. We're just seeing each other. We're not dating. And then uh, after four months, I'm like, okay, we can, I want to be with you. And then I was like, a couple months in, I was like, hey, we should start getting freaky with other people. And they were like, okay, yeah. But it lasted like, I think from the time we said we like were dating, it lasted like exactly a year, even though like mm-hmm. we had been, it was like almost a year and a half, like of us like seeing each other. Yeah. That was like my longest, my longest one. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I do feel bad because I feel like some, I don't feel bad. I feel like somehow, I don't want to say like, I'm a, I'm a chronic like i date people back to back but sometimes it feels like that you know like (laughs) sometimes like i it does like i don't know like as soon as something ends like literally like i don't know something starts again and i don't i like try to be like i'm like no i'm gonna be i'm gonna be independent i'm gonna be single but somehow it always ends up happening 
I had a conversation about this the other night. So Cecilia and I, we went to this polyamorous dinner party thing for queer people. And it was just to like make friends and get to know more people and talk about our experiences. And I was telling someone how, you know, before becoming non-monogamous, I was a serial monogamist and I was just always back-to-back monogamous relationships. And they said, yeah, I hear that a lot. And it makes a lot of sense because a lot of poly people it's like we don't have like, I need to word this right to not have it sound bad for monogamous people, but it's like we're able to love maybe a lot more easily. Like if we can love people simultaneously, yeah, then we're able to kind of go from one thing to another. Yeah. And like, like in our past, so like maybe... Maybe like there wasn't an, an an overlap, but like back to back, like there might as well have been an overlap. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. And some, you know, and listen, like sometimes there are overlaps. Like I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I want to. <laughs> I don't want to go too far into anything, but yeah, I don't know. Like I've had overlaps before, but it's not like I'm lying to anyone or like saying anything. But like, yeah, it happens. And like, you know, sometimes I feel I feel guilty because I'm like, wow, I you know, I really liked this person so much, but I also like this person. And as things were ending with this person, this was just getting started. And like, that always makes me feel guilty because like, I don't want to, I also don't want anyone, you know, like, yeah, it makes me feel bad. There's, you know, that was a situation that kind of happened recently just because our polys, our polys didn't match. And as much as I cared about them and I was like, in my perfect world, I was like, no, we can, you know, maybe we just take a break and like, we'll we'll like still keep seeing each other like it didn't match but there was like yeah and there was an overlap with a another partner i was starting to see and ah yeah but i yeah i felt guilty about that but i mean that at you being able to say that like why it seems like things are so often back to back yeah that makes sense to me that makes me feel a little bit better yeah yeah <laughs> a little better good i also feel like i've only so I got broken up with by my first boyfriend ever after, I, you know, I thought we were going to get married and everything. Oh, God. Uh, but then recent, just recently, I got broken up with by my girlfriend. And I was like, wow, I haven't been broken up with since I was like, what, like 14 or something? Ah, you're usually the dumper. Yeah, I hate it. Yeah. But <laughs> it was like, you know, yeah. And I, maybe that's like also a, a problem of mine is that like... <laughs> I don't know. I'd like and almost I was like, wow, I folks, if you're looking to get dumped. No. Slide into Ruby's. Oh, my God. See, I I want now, Carolyn. Now I'm like, what the fuck? Why did I say yes to this? I'm such a <laughs> I'm such a bad date. Not at all. If, if everyone's being honest with themselves, we all have our things. We're all doing our best. Hopefully. Some people don't seem like they're doing their best, but I, I would like to believe that most of us right. are out here doing our best. Yeah, like I'm not out here trying to rip people's hearts out. I just, yeah, I don't think any of us are. Well, some people are. Men are more fun to do that with. To I would never <laughs> intentionally do that to a woman. That's just cruel. But men, a little bit more fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> men, I almost like sometimes get like a little bit of a high from it, you know? 
I since we're talking about it, what are some differences that you've noticed between dating men, dating women, if you've dated non-binary people? Okay. So one of my one of my friends, um, it was funny because like when we the first time, like I knew I like was attracted to women, but I didn't think that made me queer. Like I was just like, you know, I was like, yeah, I want to kiss her. I want to. I also was having sex with women, but I was like, I'm not queer. Anyways, so I met this person. They're non-binary at the contract. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm so messy. It was at the contract that I was at, you know, when I was living with that terrible person. But I was across the country doing a show. So I Mm -hmm. met this person. We did see each other on and off for a couple of years. And they were like, well, if you like me, like, you're absolutely queer. And I was like, I don't think so. And they're like, no, no, you are. And, you know, I was like telling them like, I was like, yeah, like I was attracted to these girls. And they're like, you're what are you talking about? Like, you are queer. And I was like, oh, I guess I thought if I liked guys, I just want. okay. So I think whenever I'm dating someone who is non-binary or seeing someone who's non-binary, like I do feel like such like a high and such a euphoria when like the gender, like there are no gender roles, you know, like I don't have to like be a femme. I don't have to be anything because they're not, I'm not putting those roles on them and they're not putting them on me. So I feel like there's a bunch of like lovely, lovely exploration and like different hats that we both can wear that like always like makes my heart flutter. Yeah. Sometimes I love being the, a more masculine, you know, cause like, yeah, when I'm dating a guy, they're never gonna, they're most likely not gonna let me be the masculine one. But I do feel like as now I'm, you know, more comfortable in my queerness, I feel like the men I attract, like, God, they're very either like, they're they're giving very- They love to be pegged. Yes. Yes. You know, you already (laughs) knew. (laughs) They already, yeah, like, I guess I'm just attracting, like, I'm like soft top king energy. Yes. Like, (laughs) definitely, like, I'm like pulling in these like bisexual men, I feel like. And actually my, my, uh. The Broadway ex the other day did give me a call and they were like, hey, I wanted you to be the first one to know that I'm bisexual. And I'm like, babe, I already knew that. <laughs> I was like, you kissed all of my drag friends. Like you've you've literally kissed all of my mask presenting friends in front of me. Like I know you suck dick occasionally. You're you're gay. But that was you. That was you kissing girls and having sex with women and never realizing you were queer. Uh, I know. And you're like, look, I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> as much as I was like, congratulations. I was also like, I told you. <laughs> yeah. So definitely I'm not like, oh, God, I can't I can't do like if you're a man and I can't feel like I can bring you into my 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 scene, my queer scene. Like, obviously, I'm not going to bring like if I'm seeing a man, I'm not going to bring him to like a femme-centered show. Like, that's just, like, I, me personally, I think that's just, like, kind of disrespectful. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's me personally. Like, if I, I don't know. It's just not their space. They have so many other spaces to be in. Yeah. But, yeah, I feel like men, I can't, I can't do, like, the masculine fight eye, like, gross. I literally get away from me. I can't do it. No fleece vests. Yeah. We're, we're attracting more, like, feminine, feminine men in this era. Women? I feel like dating dating women is the connection you have is just like it's so different. It's it's a spiritual you have to be ready spiritually to like grow 
with a woman because sometimes I feel like with men like like you do talk with them but it's not like I don't know like those talks that you have on the pillow with like the woman you're with like those like change you I don't know it's like it's so different like I feel like spiritually my heart is so much more alive it's also you know you have to be ready to have like long amounts hours dedicated to the bedroom because you know if you're with a guy it's like oh all right we're done but women no 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 we have to have hours dedicated we need to be like okay we're scheduling when we cry and then afterwards by this time we have to be in bed and because otherwise it's not going to happen tonight or i'm going to fall asleep because we're crying together but yeah i don't i don't know and i think that's like i think that's also why i like dating in this poly world because I feel like I do want I do want a little bit of this and I do want a little bit of that I'm greedy I want I want everything I want it all and I just feel like dating everyone is so uniquely different and wonderful and like uh, yeah I'm not I'm not trying to hide my attraction for anyone and because I just think dating both are really beautiful and I think you can find even in the male species you can find really beautiful people there too and obviously more in our non-binary femme category you're gonna find many more gold stars (laughs) do you have like an ideal mix in terms of like like you want like a primary and then like a couple people you're seeing casually or like have you found a balance i guess that works for you or does it just depend on like who's in your life at that moment i think it depends on who's in my life at that moment. I feel like eventually one day I'm going to want like, I'm going to want someone who's like that person for me. Yeah. Who like, maybe we have like a couple that we like really like together, or maybe I have, I don't know. I don't, (laughs) I have all these ideas, but I'm like, it's totally fine. I also feel like having like a specific vision might be kind of hard to to get to because I feel like being poly, there's so many moving parts. So as much as I have, like, you know, in a perfect world, this is what I would want. I think, I think I just have to play it by ear. I find the most beautiful things happen when I just let go and let life take me down this lazy river and let things find and create organically. But eventually, yes, I mean, in my perfect goddamn world, yes, I'd love to have a partner who's close to the grave, who I can marry and take their money and I can have all the relationships I want. But, you know, as funny as that is, like maybe slightly a little bit true. (laughs) I'm evil. I'm sorry. Because you're like a burlesque dancer and a performer, do you think that people have certain expectations of you and that are like misunderstandings about like what you're going to be like to date? Yes. Yes. I do think people have dated Ruby before. And I think there's people, you know, who date like me, my non-performer self. Because, yeah, I think I have I've had people like fall in love with Ruby and not necessarily like, you know, (laughs) my muggle government name self. Yeah, I think sometimes when people are dating Ruby, they're expecting someone who's like really confident in everything they're doing, like, you know, crazy chaotic, like so much sexy fun but I think like me as a person like I actually have like a lot of like intimacy issues I I think we all do but like me personally I feel like yeah I have I have like a lot of intimacy fears just because of 
you know, everyone, everyone has them for different reasons. Um, I also have like a lot, a lot of anxiety about everything. Like I'll spiral in my head all day for hours. Sometimes I can't get out of my bed until I have to go to work. So I think when people see that, they're a little shocked sometimes at first Mm -hmm. if like they're thinking they're going to get Ruby because they're like, wow, this person is like afraid of touch sometimes, you know, afraid of, afraid of connection, like afraid of the world outside, you know? And I think that like has shocked people in the past because they're like, that's not at all who I thought you were. And I'm like, yeah, because you didn't meet me and I'm right. And I'm a mess. Ruby's messy and fun, but like (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'm a little, uh, you know, yeah, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'm trying, I'm going to therapy, you know, like, yeah, sometimes I think people think it's going to be like, I don't know. Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm a cancer, you know, I'm anxious and I get sad. I cry a lot. I like I cry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm, I don't, I'm a depressed babe, but like, who's not? <laughs> who's not? That is such a funny thing that you think people would get because you literally perform under a different name you are like on a stage you're wearing a costume it's a it's a performance and yes there are like elements of who you are in that performance yeah yeah i mean and like, but there's a lot you take off when you go home and you're just being you <laughs> yeah yeah and i think you know like that's why um when i do meet people like it's funny because like Really, most people I meet nowadays, like if I meet them at a bar, if I meet them like at a, a like a class, like a pole class, like I'm always introducing myself as Ruby. Also, because I feel like that is like almost a protection too, like a little bit like mm-hmm. in pole class, you know, like, oh, I'm in my head. Like I, I watch other people around me. I'm like nervous. But when I'm Ruby, I'm like, OK, I have this protection. I can do this. Like I don't have to be afraid of X, Y and Z. I don't have to be socially anxious about talking too much or too little but yeah and maybe that's like my own fault because I do meet so many people and I introduce myself as Ruby just because like I don't know maybe maybe that's my fault a little because I just blur the line in most aspects of my life but I don't know it's interesting to me that you say you don't like doing the apps because I feel like apps are a space where you can really separate Ruby out and put yourself out there as your your muggle name yeah I guess I don't know. I mean, I did. So two of my exes. Not to say apps are like a great place to be in or well, anything. Listen, but. yeah, they work. They work for some people. They work for yeah. you know. I was in two two long relationships. My first girlfriend ever I met on Tinder, and then my my Broadway ex I met on Hinge. But I just noticed that like I actually I already kind of knew the Hinge the Hinge ex a little bit just through like mutual friends. But I think just for me, like, my friends liking you is so important, like, me fitting into your life. Like, I don't know. Like, sometimes you meet people on apps and you're just like, so what do we, what, what do we actually like about each other besides the fact that we both think we're hot, you know? Yeah. Or think each other are hot, you know? So I feel like I've just been trying to stay off it. Like, I don't know. I feel like I meet so many beautiful people in real life. Yeah. I mean, it is nicer to meet people organically. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I meet so many people all the time. So it's like, yeah, but you're meeting them a lot of the time as Ruby. Yes. Also true. (laughs) But then I guess you as Ruby can kind of like filter out the people that you want to like let into that other side of you or like 
other side, your real self. Yeah. Like, I feel like, so this one person slid into my DMs, but they're also a performer and they like didn't realize that like I was a full other person. Like they were like, oh, like they picked me up and they're like, oh, I was like wearing my glasses. Like I'm in like a turtleneck, you know, I'm just like my country bumpkin self. And they're like, oh, I really just thought that was, that was you. I just thought you were Ruby. And I was like, oh, nope, surprise, surprise. That is me. But like, but yeah, they thought that was like my Instagram was like my personal account. And I was like, oh, no, not at all. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like I'm like saying very contradicting um, statements over here, but I don't think so. I feel like I'm such a villain. God, <laughs> I'll stop it. Some people are into that. No, I don't. I don't think you're a villain. I will say right now for all the listeners, I mean, I don't know you extremely well, but I've, you know, hung out with you somewhat regularly, whether it be like out while you're working or out seeing a show together for over a year now. And I would not describe you as a villain at all. Well, thank you. That makes And even after like listening to all this and hearing about that, like you're you're just, you know, Unfortunately, a normal person like the rest of us struggling to make connections in a world that is burning. Like what? Literally. What can you do? Yeah, literally. And learning how to trust people who and sometimes you trust the wrong people and sometimes you make a fool of yourself and I think that's just like finding finding love and finding connection and Hi, hi, hi. So what kind of people ideally would you like to seek you out from listening to this? Like if someone's listening is there is there an age range? Should they be in New York? I cannot do long distance. I'm so sorry. I'm really bad at responding to text messages. I'm so preferably if you're in New York. Yay. Preferably if you're, you know, open to polyamorous, open to other kinds of relationships. Someone who is maybe artistic in some sort of sense, doesn't matter like what, if you feel like you're an artist of any capacity, maybe it's a little bit of a hopeless romantic. I think most importantly, just, yeah, someone who wants to, is just like really good at living life. Like I really want to live life like with someone who just like has a lust for life and just is like really ready to live it, you know? Yes. That's really important to me. Like I I just want to, I want to be inspired to be my best self with someone. I don't want to like merge our lives together and like think about our lives like together, but I want to be equally inspired by you individually living your life and how I can live my life and how you may have one side of the equation, I may have another, and then together it's just like fireworks, you know? I love that. And I'll add on to that if you're also very old and have a lot of money. (sighs) Yes. Yes. Oh my God. Especially if you're old and have money. Closer to the grave. And you're feeling generous. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm so sorry. I just cannot date anyone younger than me. So please, if you're under 26, I just can't. I'm so sorry. I just can't. Nothing against you. You have, but you can't. Yes. Yeah. I have, and I shouldn't. I need to be the messy one, okay? Not saying that being older makes you less messy, but like, I'm the baby. (laughs) the brooklyn baby i want to be the brooklyn baby okay lana del rey's brooklyn baby fuck t swifty (laughs) how should people reach out to you you can follow me at ruby queen on instagram r-u-b-y q-w 
E-E, four N's, N-N-N-N on Instagram. I'll drop my social security. I'm just kidding. Instagram's the best. (laughs) Give Ruby a follow. And if you have an interesting pitch for yourself, then send a DM, but don't be a creep. Yeah. Yeah, no creepies. No creepy. No creeps. We love we love a nice, kind human. No creepy. Yes. Like you. No, no, hey baby girl, I wanna blank your blank. That's just yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. And also pro tip, don't start out with I'm normally not attracted to performers. <laughs> that will be a quick delete. Yep. <laughs> All right, Ruby. Thank you so much. This has been great, a great conversation, even though I feel a little bit bad. I feel like you're going to spiral for like the next six hours or something because of this, but you absolutely shouldn't. You absolutely shouldn't. This has been lovely. Okay. Oh, God. Okay. All right. I'm not going to spiral. You already know me. I'm like, my eyes are like starting to get really wide. I'm like, what the fuck did I just say about myself? Okay. It's great. No, it's great. I had such a good time with you. Thank you. I know we talk a lot about the difference between Ruby's onstage persona and who she is offstage, but I think one thing can inform the other. Like Ruby is absolute dynamite when she performs. She is a force. And one of my favorite things about watching her is that she is genuinely having the most fun while she's performing. And I think this is a lot about who she is offstage because she knows what she's good at. She knows what she loves to do and she gets out there and does it. And I think that's just so cool that she figured that out for herself, but also at such a young age. Please follow me on Instagram at TGI Carolyn. You can also follow me on TikTok. Ugh, some of you know that I've struggled with TikTok in the past, but I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to start putting stuff out there. Some of it will be good. Some of it will be bad, but I am going to be posting clips from this podcast on my personal TikTok account. So again, that's at TGI Carolyn. And then if you go to at loves a pitch on Instagram, that's where you'll see videos of the pitches, uh, photos of the guests. If you want to support the queer love that I'm trying to make happen in this world, if you want to keep this podcast going, go to patreon.com slash loves a pitch. You can get ad free episodes. There is a discord. There's going to be extra content that I'm putting there. There eventually will be Zoom chats. You can make a one minute pitch that will appear at the end of an episode if that's something that's interesting to you. Also, rate and review on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. This podcast is produced and edited by Caitlin White, and the music is by Velico. Thank you for listening. Now, I've got to go spiral over how I said that it's fine for friends to kiss when I actually don't know if I think that's a good idea. Maybe sparingly. I don't know. I'll get back to you next week. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. 
Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.